Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. I'm one host, Dave. And I'm I'm Donnie, I'm the other host. Indeed you are. Yeah. Welcome to the only podcast that celebrates horror during the month of October and in November. It's still it's still Giraffetober. Yeah, Giraffetober. Giraffetober. <laughs> Giraffetober. As long as there is a soundboard clip for it, Giraffetober can be year-round, you know. Well, I think we just have to change the name to... Giraffetober. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know how big of a fan you are of that one. Yeah, what what are we gonna use that one for? Like Giraffe next Bumber. week when we're not doing uh, Halloweenish spooky oh. books. Uh, I don't know. I mean, when everything just takes on the form of No Shave November mustache characters. Oh yeah, so fuck. it'll just be nothing but Green Arrow books. Green Arrow books will be all the only <laughs> one we can read. Just <laughs> shitty, shitty mustaches. Comic books are really lacking in uh, facial-haired superheroes. I find. There's really not that many. They're they're usually clean shaven. Yeah, I don't know why. What's that up is with that? that? I don't know. I feel like mix it up a little. Give him a beard. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we did read some horror books for Giraffe Tober because we like celebrating Halloween. We're very festive, uh, unlike other podcasts who don't ever talk about horror things on the month of October. We're the only ones. Yeah, who have never come up with an idea this brilliant. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself for that original idea here. Yeah, you were the you were the first in history. I can't believe. I, believe. I can't believe nobody's thought of it before. I know. You would think like somewhere along the line of history, like a television show would have a specialty episode devoted to it or something. But no, never before. I've, I've never seen one. One so. of a kind. Yeah, this is very unique yeah, of us. Nor have I. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're full. Fucking we're trend setting. Full of original ideas over here. It's fucking great. That's that's what we are. Yeah. <laughs> the original idea machine of podcasting. That's right. <laughs> yep. You know, I almost said it with a straight face. <laughs> my face is still straight. I'm chuckling, but my face is very serious. If you could see me, you Uh-oh. would know that I'm dead serious. All right. That counts on. That counts on. Speaking of dead, we read a book called clean room do you want to talk about that one does that make sense um when did we speak when did we speak of dead <laughs> i was i said uh, I'm, I'm, i don't know about that one i'm dead serious oh okay i, I had just missed that part okay well okay. played yeah one more time dj All right. transition fuck yeah transition right <laughs> uh seamless. seamless yeah very very God, seamless good at that shit we are That's getting right. good yeah we, it's the air horn, man. The air horn makes it perfect. All right, you want to talk about Clean Room? Okay. We'll do that. No. Or Let's no? Let's talk about that one later. All right, we'll no. talk about Hellboy. <laughs> I was just going to say that to be a dick, because we did have that seamless transition into it, so I was just going to say no to be an asshole, but no, let's go with Clean Room right now. We could still do that. It might be funny. <laughs> transition into one thing and then talk about the other thing. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. Right. 180. Yeah. Keep keep the listeners guessing. Keep them on their toes. You think you, you, know? Know, you, think you know what's going on? You don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're crazy over here. Yeah, this is this is insanity over here at this podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, let's let's do clean room. So this is 
Clean Room, Volume 1. Uh, I forgot the subtitle. Immaculate... <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Immaculate Conception. <laughs> By Gail Simone. Yeah, Gail Simone. That was more... <laughs> I think that was more Metallica than Jamie Josta, actually. I don't know what's going on. Ooh, uh... Gail Simone. There it is. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nicely done. All right. So, yeah, this, this comic book, like I said last week, it's about a woman investigating her husband's suicide, uh, which he did after he joined some uh, either cult or self-help group or something like that. It, it's kind of like a, I guess it's a Scientology thing is what I'm guessing, because they were talking about how they had celebrity members and stuff like that. But it's this group that I guess talks to demons and then the demons follow people and try to make them kill themselves or something like that. Yeah, the, the clean room itself is very weird. Yeah, that's true. So the, the clean room is a real place, and it's like a white room, and they have to get very clean before they enter it, and then the walls like fall away, and it takes them to different memories, I guess, like the people's memories. So an example of that would be, I think it, I think it was the first guy we were following in the clean room, and he was talking about the white monkeys. Do you remember the white monkeys? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yelled at him when he masturbates? yeah. <laughs> So, like, apparently this dude's mother, when he was a child, told him if he touches himself, like, if he jerks off, then white monkeys from under his bed will come up and bite his dick. Same uh, warning I got as a young lad from my guardians. Oh, really? Not touch my penis. Yeah, yeah. The white monkeys under the bed. Is, is that is that a, a regular, common story for children? I think it is. I think it's in fairy tales, right? I remember a children's book about that. Yeah, like the Wizard of Oz and the white monkeys that bite your dick off if you jerk off with it. <laughs> right? That's how that book went. I haven't, I haven't read that in a long time. Or yeah. seen the movie. Oh, yeah, I think it was about that, because the witch would send monkeys out, and I, I think they were chasing people who were Yeah, and they would off. just randomly bite little boys' dicks off for jerking off, and munchkins and stuff, and yeah. lions, and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Oh, my. I mean, all those lions, tigers, and bears had to do to make the monkey stop was to stop jerking off, but for some reason they just never did. Yeah, but it was the land of Oz, so you know you're not going <laughs> to not jerk off when you're there on that yellow brick road. Try to paint it white. <laughs> it's going to be a white brick road and I'm done with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, anyway, so that's the clean Anyway, room. the book. So, yeah. Well, what about... Okay, so... They take this dude to his memory of the white monkeys, his mom telling him that. But then by the end of that issue, the white monkeys actually came into real life to try to bite his dick off. So I think he died by dick biting from all the monkeys. Yeah, monkey dick bite him. <laughs> what a way to go. I know. Lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, that was pretty awesome, though. Um, this book also had a very brutal start. It starts with the backstory of the cult leader. Yeah. <laughs> so her as a little girl, she's uh, walking around with a teddy bear and trying to cross the street. And this dude drives up real fast and just runs her over. Intentionally. 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 Oh, yeah. 100% intentionally. And then the dude in the car with him is like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? You're a monster. He's like, well, let me go back and make sure he's okay. He just backs up and runs over again. Jonas <laughs> so, Kemp. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. 
that was pretty brutal to begin with. And then the townsfolk who just get so angry at this dude's egregious act that they claw out his eyeballs as they beat him to death. Yeah. <laughs> well, Astrid, the little girl, is like rushed to the emergency room and you literally realize she's the leader of the cult thing. It, it, she's the like author of the self-help books too. So yeah, it's kind of a combination of both those things. Yeah, they got a, got a lot of things going on. She's got a lot of ways to make her money. But yeah, she wakes up from after that, after getting run over, and she's uh can see the truth. Like her father was standing there, she's like, you know, where's where's daddy? And he's like, oh, I'm right here. And it's like, oh, why is your oh, yeah. why is your <laughs> face made of snakes? <laughs> All right. So yeah, there, that's that's uh her backstory. All right, what else? Some other. Oh oh, speaking of bearded and mustached characters in comic books. Dude, there was some amazing fucking facial hair in this series, or at least in this first volume. What's the uh, the main girl, Pierce? April Pierce? Is that her name? The main character? The reporter girl? Oh, shoot. What is her... What was her first name? I think, it, it was I think it's April. April? Think. Okay, we'll go with April Pierce. We're going to assume that. If we're wrong, tweet us at GiraffesHBTPod and let us know the correct name. Uh, but yeah, so uh, when April first goes to the... I don't know, the head office or whatever it is of Astrid's. And she brings out like her entire army of like muscle lackeys. There's that one older dude who kind of looks like um, Abraham from the Walking Dead comic books. Like the older, uh, awesomely bearded, peppered haired guy. Uh-huh. And then like her neighbors, the, the triplets or the three brothers. I don't know if they're triplets or not, but they're the three brothers. They've all got some really great beards going yeah. on as well. Yeah, those those brothers had some awesome beards. I like those brothers. They're just kind of always hanging out together, like looking out their window, I guess. Yeah, and making sure April's okay. Yeah, yeah. They they see someone go into. Uh, I just looked up the name. It's Chloe. They looked and uh, saw someone go into Chloe's house. I was not even close. <laughs> yeah. Where did I come up with April from? I don't know. I mean, it's a month. Maybe you're oh, well. maybe you're thinking about the month of April. That must have been it. Must have I been read it. this book in April. <laughs> yeah, could have been. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, they see uh, somebody breaking into Chloe's house, and they immediately go over there to confront the guy and be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? This is our friend's house. And it was, I, I, they never came back to this, but it was some like monster face looking guy who apparently just repeats what he says. So it seems like he's learning how to speak English. So I guess it's some kind of a demon so, or something. All right. So, so this was like the big, most intriguing, interesting, like cliffhanger that this book potentially could have had Yeah, was because that, that doctor, I think his name was Dr. Slaughter, but I'm almost certain I'm remembering that incorrectly. Just oh, like wait. April. Oh wait. But uh, the down. doctor shows up. The surgeon. The sur- oh, they just call him the surgeon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I knew it was an S. Mm. Fucking hell of memory. <laughs> so like he shows up and he's trying to kill her. He gets called off because Astrid like threatens his entire existence of his entire people, whatever they are, his yeah. entire existence of creatures. But like, so as he's leaving, he says to Chloe, I know you have a question. You want to know like what we are, if we're demons or aliens or if we're monsters or if we're good, if we're bad, what we are exactly. But the entire threat that Astrid made to like get him to back off was that she was aiming this like super special sound cannon into the space to shoot his planet and kill his entire race of creatures. So clearly they're fucking aliens. Like you just revealed 
the biggest like potential cliffhanger you had. Like they might be monstrous demonic aliens, but obviously they're fucking aliens if their planet is in outer space somewhere. Did did they actually above Scotland? I think is where it was. Did they actually say it's in outer space? Well, it's hovering above. It's above Scotland in the air. I mean, yeah, that would imply space, right? Maybe it's heaven, though. Maybe it's heaven because they were they were talking about. But, but yet, they were. Uh, what was the dude's name? Mister Way was another patient that they had, and he was talking about he was afraid to step on the floor, so he would only take like so many steps every day. Which I think he's just being like yeah, one hundred seventy-seven, yeah. one hundred seventy-seven exactly. Fuck you, Mister Way. He's just being lazy. I think. I, I think he just doesn't want to work. <laughs> but um, he said it's because the angels are not in the sky; they're you know un- underneath. So like heaven and hell are actually flipped. So he was he was worried about stepping on angel faces on the floor. So I think that's maybe that could possibly be what it is. Is that hell is actually above? And heaven is below. Yeah, I, I did kind of forget about that whole part. So okay, maybe maybe they are. I mean, heaven hells. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible that they're aliens, but I'm saying I think they're implying something else. Well, yeah, because they kept implying that it was more like a de- a demon or a monster, not an alien or an earthling. Yeah, kind of question. Right. What was the name of her friendly demon guardian guy? Yeah, her. Well. His name is Spark, but is is he friendly? He was trying to Spark. he was trying to he was there to convince her to kill herself, wasn't he? Well, and then ended up helping well, because she had tried at the very beginning of the book. It opens with her trying to kill herself because her fiance had just killed himself, and she didn't want to live without him or something. So I think Spark was like Spark was kind of like a uh, special needs type of character. Where like I, I loved like his broken English, everything he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. But like he was, he was there. He said to help her be able to kill herself, but he was late to do it. Oh, <laughs> so I think he was right. kind of trying to like help her out and make amends for that, and that's why he's trying to save her from uh, the surgeon. Right. I mean, if if he was there to just kill her, he would have just let the surgeon destroy her. Yeah, that's true. Also, I felt like he was implying that he was the demon from the Exorcist because he said he was a. Uh... Yeah, talking yeah. to a little girl. He definitely made her say sex things like you know the Exorcist had the famous line, uh, "Your mother sucks cocks in hell." So was he? I think he was saying he was from the Exorcist. And, yeah, and he said because it it took the priest like so many chapters of the Book of Corinthians to like finally get him out of her or something uh, too. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, that that's uh that's what he's doing. So the yeah everybody seems like very afraid of the surgeon as well. So like, as soon as this, he hears about the surgeon, I feel like that's when he kind of changed his tune about the suicide thing where he's like, you know, Oh, we gotta, we gotta get you out of here. So the surgeon just looks like this doctor and Astrid calls him and just says, Hey, I got a, I got a WMD aimed at your home. And he just immediately leaves. So I, I want, I do want to know more about that surgeon. Well, it's not a W. It's a special made up like supersonic cannon or something they were calling it. Like, oh, she had this. She had that one guy in uh, I don't know where remember where he was living, but he was like all secluded by himself, and he made this thing out of like uh, various alien tech and stuff that they found. Yeah, so it was like some kind of like extra special 
one of a kind like death ray sonic canyon thing that could somehow get wherever it was he was from <laughs> yeah but yeah i don't know i wonder what the whole dynamic with that is that's i do find that intriguing so the other the other key thing that happened was uh mr way astrid takes him into the clean room you know he's a guy who is afraid of stepping on the floor and eventually the I, I what is i guess ghost of jonas kemp the guy who ran her over when she was a child possesses mr way and they uh interrupted her in the clean room which means that they can't just make it go away so they're uh kind of trapped with this guy and he's like doing all kinds of fucked up shit like he's taking mr way's face skin and turning it upside down to like fuck with the yeah people that part in there. was awesome yeah that was cool <laughs> So all that stuff was awesome. He he also ripped out the eyes immediately of uh, Mr. Way as soon as he possessed him, too. So it's, you know, he's eyeless, it's just like he was in life. I liked uh, the, the best part was because there was a, a, one of her uh, lackeys. Uh, uh, what were they calling them? Not rooks. Was it called rookies? It, rook, yeah. The, uh, like underlings? Okay. So one of her rooks is in there with them named Terry, and he possesses... Uh, so Jonas's ghost or whatever is thought he possesses this guy Terry. Yeah. And uh they all have these special little like safe word things that she keeps in a box for all of the rooks and everyone that follows her. So that if she ever has to defeat them, she has a way to stop them from doing whatever they may be doing. So Terry's special memory was when he let his brother <laughs> dive into a pool and he snaps his fucking neck. And the recreation memory of his brother's neck is just so disgustingly, yeah, like shattered in half and just barely hanging onto his head. Yeah, that made me laugh. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Yeah, well, it was pretty. That was pretty brutal and violent. And like the reason he wasn't watching his brother was because he was looking at some hot girl who was a. Uh, yeah, it was the first day of summer, yeah. and it was the first time that this girl he had a crush on was, like, wearing a two-piece at the yeah. swimming pool. Oh, yeah. I mean, so you can't really blame him, you know? I mean, that that ha that happens. But, yeah. So, I guess the, the other thing about Chloe... We haven't talked much about the main girl here, Chloe Pierce. She's, uh, you know, investigating Astrid Mueller and the clean room. So, she really hates them because she finds that they have something to do with her husband's suicide. So, you know, she's investigating that stuff. But what she finds at the end is, um, or no, she didn't find it. The, was it the surgeon or Spark let her see the memory? Do you remember? Is that Spark? Uh, possibly. I, I, think, I, it was, I, I think it was Spark, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, so Spark allows her to see you know, what her husband was doing in his final moments. So he gets this um, CD or whatever, or DVD rather, and watches a video that, uh, you know, is, has uh, Astrid Mueller in it. And then, you know, we don't see what's on screen, but right after he just gets a gun and blows his brains out. Was it, was it a DVD? No, it was a, uh, he had a USB port that he U plugged okay. into his laptop. USB. And all it all shows right. is just five panels of, like, his reactions to it. Right. So it's, like, taking him through, like, every emotional state. Like, he's crying in one picture, grotesquely horrified in another one. He's kind of, like, getting ill in another one. And then, yeah, at the very end of it, he just picks up a handgun and just blows his head off. 
So what what do you think he saw? I don't know. Like, I'm wondering if he had some kind of uh, secret horror that he had done at some point in time in his life that he was trying to repress and the video was just like that. Memory, maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was watching uh, that Lemon Party picture or something like that. You ever see that Lemon Party picture? No. Okay, you can Google it and check it out. Lemon Party? Lemon Party, yeah. What is this going to be? Uh, it's if if someone's like rubbing a lemon into a like a wound, I'm, I'm no no no. It's not it's that. not like that. Uh, no, it's just uh three old men having sex with each other. Oh, that's fun. Okay, yeah. So you you'd be okay lemon with that party? Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> um, I get. Is there another keyword? Because these are all like. No, I only uh, I only know lemon. Party. Oh wait wait oh okay okay so there's. An older Asian man mouth kissing an older <laughs> bearish dude, while another older guy is sucking the uh, olderish, the non-Asian guy's dick. That picture is that what it I is? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I like the dude who's doing the dick sucking. I like his hair. <laughs> like he's got like this weird little like curl up in the front that looks kind of awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was that was nothing compared to what I was terrified it was going to be. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it's a, it's not a, it's not anything like, it's not like an ISIS video or anything like that. But yeah, I thought it was gonna be some kind of like disgusting uh, injury, <laughs> lemon like you. It just makes me cringe thinking about it. Well, yeah, so. that that part might be would be worse. I was trying to think of things that were gross on the internet though, and the other one I I thought of <laughs> was the two girls one cup. Maybe you saw two girls one cup. Yeah, that was that was fine. My my honest reaction was uh I was I was laughing very hard when I watched that. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I think there was another one that I think it might have been you who showed me where they was like two Asian girls barfing into each other's <laughs> mouths like repeatedly. Like something disgusting yeah, I like think that. I think that was like around the same time as the <laughs> two girls one cup thing as people kept trying to find those gross videos. I saw that one too. I don't know if I recommended it to you though. Maybe I did. But yeah, that one is gross too. So we had this other <laughs> friend who is the guy who showed me Two Girls, One Cup. Uh-huh. But other than that, he showed me this other thing, and I can't remember the exact name of it. I, I think it was like, fuck, it's like BDSM Pain Olympics oh, or something. yeah, I saw that one too. It was too. just that was un- disgusting. all these videos of like dudes like cutting their dicks in half. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but- I miss those videos. That was the best stuff. Ugh, yeah, pretty gross. Uh, all right. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh get, getting back to comic books here and off of disgusting internet videos. No way! Screw that! You've opened a wormhole. <laughs> I, I'm searching the internet, scouring for disgusting videos now. Welcome to Giraffes Have Black Tongues, disgusting videos, gross out videos edition. Yeah, where we describe grossed out videos. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Just, yeah. All right. Anything else about clean room? No. I, I mean. I'm interested to see where it goes. It's a pretty decent book. They they had a lot of setup. I, I would like to see where, where it goes as well. It was interesting. Oh, wait. There is one more thing. What's that? So her her number one rook, like her right-hand bodyguard girl, like the super muscular jacked girl. I, I What was her name? Kincaid? I don't remember. She was the blonde. I, I think it's her name was Kincaid. But, uh... So Chloe is at a gas station and they're, I forget who it is, but they somehow report like the credit card she's using is stolen or it belongs to a dead girl. 
And so the uh, gas station attendant is trying to convince her to give him a hand job in exchange for gas and not calling the cops on her. And then Kincaid just shows up and she just brutally beats the shit out of this man and just destroys his dick. Oh, yeah. I remember that part. That part was hilarious. And then afterwards, she just goes for waffles and ice cream, which is a weird combination. Waffles and ice cream is a common thing, though, actually, outside of the U.S. and other places. It's often like a dessert thing. So that's actually kind of normal. You like put some ice cream on it. Uh, I've seen that in a lot of different places. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm not actually. a big waffle fan. Weird. Okay, I, I like waffles and ice cream. They go together pretty well. It's no waffles and chicken. <laughs> no, it's not. I like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I've never tried it with ice cream though. That's it's kind of different. Yeah, you should you should have a try. It's good. It works. Yeah. All right. I had a one star review about this book. All right. This this one's kind of long, so we might like start and stop. But I think I think there's some stuff here that we can talk about. So one star. This book has a lot of cool ideas, but unfortunately, uh, that's the title. And then this book has <laughs> okay. So so this is this is why it's weird. So this is how it starts. Uh, this is the actual review. This book has a lot of cool ideas, but unfortunately, it can't pull them off. Which I think that's a shitty title. Why would you just copy paste the first? half of a sentence into that i like i like his laziness i like the laziness i do appreciate yeah. that actually <laughs> just so uh, what do i call this uh just what is the character limit just copy paste however many i can <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah that, that argument has won me over i like this guy whoever he is yeah all right anyway a suicidal jur- journalist investigates a cult that her fiancé joined before killing himself is a really cool idea, but the actual execution is really lame. The main character is unbelievable as actually suicidal, and her fiancé's reasons for killing himself is very flimsy. So the the reasons... We don't, we don't know his reasons yet. They haven't been revealed. That's the point, yeah. She, you have to read this, along, you dumb cunt. Yeah, this person's really fucking missing the point about that. I, I, I had the same thought. Alright, continuing here. One thing this book is, is gross. I know this is a horror, but I feel like the disgusting parts got in the way of the actual storytelling. Really, this book tries to be as mature as possible and tries to jam in all the sex, violence, and swearing it could. I don't generally care about this kind of stuff, but when it feels like it takes focus away from the story, that's a problem. Did you, did you feel like there's too much sex, violence, and swearing? No, I'm trying to picture if there was any like sexual activity whatsoever in the entire thing. Oh fuck! Like uh, there was a little jerk off joke. There was that porn cabin. There was a masturbating joke. That dude had a porn cabin. There's another guy. I forget. Yeah, his yeah, name. that was the guy who made the rocket. Well, it wasn't a porn cabin. It was like he. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with him. I called it a but, porn like, cabin. That's why he lived in seclusion. And she brought like the uh, one boy and one young girl. And they just stood in front of him naked for an hour a day as long as he promised to work on the cannon for her. So the, but that wasn't necessarily sexual. That was just yeah. like a weird fucking thing. Like he never touches any of them or himself to it. So it's not necessarily a, a sexual thing. Can't he just watch porn? Like, doesn't he have the, just give him the internet. Well, I, I don't know why it had to be the same two people. Like, oh, these people will fuck in front of you. Or no, they'll just stand in front of you naked for one hour a day. <laughs> And then when all the uh, celebrities back out of their meetings with her yeah. after uh, that one dude Rand killed himself, the young 
child actor. Oh, right, yeah. Turned a de- addict. So after that, there's uh, the one girl who was pregnant and engaged to a different man, but she was actually carrying that Rand guy's kid. And one of the rookies with the pink hair goes to like convince her that convince her that she needs to like leave her fiance and just say it was Rand's kid before he died or something. Uh huh. And so that girl got naked into the hot tub. But I mean, again, that wasn't really a sexual thing. Yeah, I, I really didn't think the nudity was gratuitous at all. I mean. I don't know. Grow up. And, and I can't really, yeah. I can't remember that much swearing either. In fact, I think it, there, there wasn't enough swearing, if you ask me. That's, that would be my answer for everything in life at all times, though, <laughs> yeah. to be fair. So I'm not, the best, I'm not the best judge of character on that one. Well, I mean, neither am I, but there you go. Alright, let's keep going with this one then. This book should have been a lot smarter than it is, too. It feels like the protagonist just gets what she wants right off the bat, and she doesn't have to go through a lot to get what she wants. A very redundant sentence. There are a bunch of characters that show up and don't really have a purpose. I'm sure they'll appear in later volumes, but I believe that when you're writing the first installment in a series, you should focus on making sure that the initial story is good before looking ahead and trying to plan for more books. There were scenes with cops that showed up for two. Then there were flashback scenes then there would be then there would be random stuff i don't know what that means they showed up for two i guess two scenes maybe hey, i don't know like two different panels yeah they weren't in it very much but i mean they were like investigating they're like extras who the fuck cares you need like you need you have extras in movies well I, i'm sure i'm sure going forward they're gonna have a larger part it's just in this first like collection they, they didn't really have anything to do but I, I think when the first monster shows up and fights the three brothers, I think he was impo- impersonating the, the main cop. Because I think he had the same oh. name, if I remember correctly, which I probably don't. But <laughs> I, uh, I think that was the cover story he gave when he was showing, showed up there to like search her place. Okay. So I like the movie The Silence of the Lambs, but one problem I had with it is that they introduced way too many characters at the very end of it. And there was no time for any character development. When uh when uh Anthony Hopkins was walking through that crowded street. That's a big problem. Too many characters they introduced. Okay, anyway. At one point there was a time jump of a couple of months all of a sudden, which was a little weird. Basically, I think the story was carelessly thrown together with some refinement, this could have been really good. I don't really remember the time jump, actually. Do you remember a time jump? Mm. <laughs> Maybe there was. Uh sure yeah okay. i don't know no I, can't, I couldn't remember when i was reading this i think when she showed up at the place it was a couple of months later but i mean like it was a hundred percent irrelevant to the story and like it would have been less realistic if she just wrote this story and was like i'm going to expose you the very next day she gets invited to the office yeah so, i mean i don't fucking know fuck fuck this person who gives a shit you, They're dumb. you don't you don't need to you don't need to see every shit that the character takes you don't need to see them stealing the covered wagon. Just have them have a covered wagon. Don't show me them stealing it from the museum for no reason. Walking no way. <laughs> that's, that's the key part. I know. I can't wait for tonight's <laughs> review episode, too. Oh, uh, no. we're going to be my favorite review of all time. Unfortunately, we're recording early. I don't have any... What, we're the, the, it's whoa, not whoa, existed whoa. Yet. What? You're breaking the fourth wall, I know, yeah. Just I don't, make but, up a review. Okay. Make up a fucking stupid. review. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all it's right. going to be awesome. Um. So this one... Uh, Now we're getting to the part where I agree with uh, some of the thoughts of this one. So, 
The art in this is kind of weird, too. I feel like the page layouts were really weird. <laughs> on some pages, there were 15 panels, while there were four on others. On most pages, all the panels were rectangular. <laughs> but then there were some panels where, or some pages where one panel is a circle. Usually, I don't pay too much attention to this kind of stuff, but I feel that that lack of consistency hurts the storytelling. Also, I'm not a fan of this artist. I think that a lot of the faces they draw are the same. <laughs> I like the shape of panels this person has a problem with. <laughs> hmm. do, do you like circle panels or rectangle panels more? Yeah, I'll go rectangle, I For guess. For me, I, I like the square panels. I, I like when all the sides are even. I don't no no fuck that no I want them like see sometimes I like I like the ones that kind of overlap like they're they're kind of like almost three D like they're jumping into another panel oh that's like that shit's mind blowing man that's chaotic as fuck. that's chaotic I I don't like that I don't like trapezoid panels I like triangle ones they're very rare they, not enough triangle panels yeah there really aren't triangle that's fucking crazy man whoa I know all right. And then I liked, the, I liked her comment about the faces looking the same, because I talked about that with Lock and Key. So this person also has problems with faces. <laughs> I, I didn't have... You, you kids and your facial recognition abilities. I know, yeah. I, uh, yeah, okay, anyway. That's it. That, that's all I had for this one. So let's move on to the next one, then. How do we transition to this one? Um, speaking of faces looking alike, this next one had a whole bunch of dead witch zombie things that all looked the exact same to me this is the first time where i was actually like hey which character is this and which character is that are they the same or not all right i was gonna i was gonna toss that to you and let you figure out a way to say that that makes sense but yeah fuck it we'll roll no, with yeah, it yeah air Church. horn the air, that's what the air horn's for <laughs> hellboy don't <laughs> fuck let me try that again whoa Hell whoa josta hellboy Darkness calls. Yeah, uh, I, I think I'm doing Metallica again. I, I can't do it today for some reason. All right. Anyway, what do you think about Hellboy? It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I so mean, this has been Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. We'll see you next week. <laughs> and good night, folks. And good night. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. This one, I don't really know what the fuck is going on in this. I couldn't tell so, where so they this were. Was like collected volume number nine of the story yeah. so we kind of jumped in like out of nowhere but it was it was one of the ones that the the new movies based off of so that's why i picked it but mm -hmm. yeah so like as far as like having any clue as to like why everything is the way yeah. it is and what the fuck had happened previously like we we had no clue so i mean not the not the ideal jumping on point if you're gonna be diving into like getting on board with hellboy i would say yeah, I, I agree. I, I I understand that this was way into the series, but yeah, I'm just like, oh, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is that? Where's that Where's that fish guy I, I wanted to do? He I showed up to, at the very end. He, he did, did show up at the, up very, at the end. very end. Abe Sapien. Yeah, there you go. I, I wanted to practice that Michael Shannon voice from that Shape of Water, but he wasn't in it enough, so I couldn't think of anything funny to say about it. So, yeah, I guess, like, this is about... Or there's some some bad guy named Baba Yaga who wants revenge. Okay, on so Hellboy. that is all my notes are about Baba Yaga. Okay, so Baba Yaga, aka John Wick. What? 
What are right? you What are you it's talking John about? John Wick's nickname in the movie. Oh, really? Oh, okay, I didn't see so that. Baba movie. Yaga. It, it's like that. this old. It's like this old uh, Russian or Siberian uh, folklore that they tell to like little kids to like scare the shit out of them. Oh, okay. And uh, when John Wick is over there in Europe, the the main bad guy refers to him as Baba Yaga. And then it was also a DLC pack in the last Tomb Raider video game. Not not this one that just came out like a month or two ago. Uh-huh. But the one before that, it was a DLC pack in there. Oh. We had to go and like try to hunt down this like witch creature. So that's that's why I knew that name. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Okay. I didn't yeah. know about, uh, yeah. this is the first I've heard of Baba Yaga. But sounds pretty metal. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this Baba Yaga wants revenge. On Hellboy for cutting out yeah, her eye. Yeah, Hellboy apparently took one of her eyes at some point in time. Yeah. So she owns this dude, Soul, and this dude's name, uh, I can't, I don't know what I, the hell it's... I can't pronounce it. Kosheshi? Um, yeah, something like that. Ko... Koshchi? I mean... Koshche? I, I don't know. I'm not Siberian, I don't know how to like really pronounce this. I have no idea how to pronounce it. Justice. But they called him the Deathless... So you can just call him the Deathless, I yeah, guess. Yeah. It's easier for me. So, so he looked like if Lobo from the DC comic book universe uh-huh. had been an AIDS patient. <laughs> kind of like, so like, kind of at the end of the movie of Philadelphia where Tom Hanks' character is like all but dead from AIDS. <laughs> like he looked like if Lobo from DC was like in that stage of like AIDS. <laughs> effectiveness like that's what he looked like to me yeah i I agree i think certainly an age an aids patient i guess that dude was pretty cool though because like hellboy would like or he would get his head cut off and he just like picks his head up and put it puts it back on so you you can't kill him because his soul is inside of a turduncan Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's inside of an egg, which is inside of a rabbit, which is inside of... Or wait, no. no. It's inside of an egg, yes. inside of a duck, inside of a rabbit, inside of a goat, Very which was good. hidden by Baba Yaga. I, oh, I'm, I wrote that note down for I, sure. That I was did like too. the one cool thing about this book. <laughs> I did too, but I liked her Duncan. <laughs> I like that joke better. What would I call this one? Like an egg dunk bits duck A duck bit oat? I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Turduncan is just so so yeah. much easier. Well, it's a turkey chicken, so I mean, this is nowhere even like in the ballpark. There's not a single repeated animal. Why does it matter that it's inside of animals inside of animals? What the fuck? Because that's how you hide a soul, man. I do like how Baba Yaga had to start like making out with this goat to like breathe the life yeah. back into <laughs> the Deathless <laughs> multiple like, times. You'd like give him a she power was, like, up. Completely spent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She makes <laughs> out the goats. He like it like immediately cures his AIDS and turns him into this giant wood monster. It was awesome. It's like an invincibility star from uh, Super Mario. It's like Bane's venom. Ah, uh, yeah, like, definitely. Think of like AIDS infected Lobo, but then if he somehow got the venom from Bane, that's kind of what it was when she made out with a goat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I I did have one other note. So earlier on, earlier on. Uh-huh. They mentioned putting a woman inside of an Iron Maiden. I thought you would love that. Metal, oh, yeah. Right? I like that one. Fucking metal. Iron Maiden. It's gonna be badass. It's gonna be yeah. <laughs> Fucking metal. <laughs> Fucking metal. Uh, speaking of metal, though, Baba Yaga was hanging out with Papa Emeritus from Ghost. Did you notice Papa Emeritus? Wait, was it? Was it? I, I saw that it looked like him, but is that actually like what it, he's based off of? Oh, I don't fucking know. 
but it looked exactly like the singer oh, okay. of ghosts. It looked just like him. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. did. I did notice that. That was awesome. That was fucking great. I was reading all of his lines like a ghost song. It's like, you've tried all your... <laughs> you, you, uh, what, I can't remember any of his lines now. Now you're out of options. What are you gonna do now? <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, I, I want to reread it now. I know, that. yeah, that was Shit. fucking cool. I was doing it the whole time. I, I, I really should have... Uh, I should have grabbed those pages. I, I regret that now. <laughs> oh, wait. Immediate, immediately play a sample of uh, Ghost. Okay, it's played. Exactly what I just played. Fuck yeah. Well done. So that's how the guy was talking. That's how I read it. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. I love ghosts, dude. I want to, I want to call this. Is, Welcome to Ghost Cast, where we talk about ghosts. Fuck yes. That's just what I want to awesome do. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that's our new spinoff. I'm your host, Nameless Ghoul. With me is <laughs> Nameless Ghoul. <laughs> Nameless Ghoul 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Recussion one. Re- references that only heavy metal fans will get. All right. I forget who said this, though. Moving on. But somebody said Doe, like Homer Simpson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I-, I remember that part, too. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I-, I enjoyed that one a lot. What else did I have in here? Okay, uh, there was a character named Henry Hood. Do you remember this character? Yeah, what is Henry Hood from? I don't know what he's from, but his whole deal was he would do some good old-fashioned bang and hangs to witches. So he would bang witches and then hang them for it or something like that, and then accuse them of being a witch. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so so he was like uh, a witch hunter who had, in like the span of like, it was a stretch of like maybe 15 months, he had like found and convicted like 2,800 women of being witches and burned them all <laughs> yeah and then it's later revealed that all he was doing was just uh threatening to reveal women to be witches unless they fucked him mm-hmm. and then after they fucked him he would still reveal them to be witches yeah and he got caught like fucking some super rich important guy's witch wife mm. and so like they murdered him and they burned his eyeballs out with pennies lots of like eyeballlessness happening in these books yeah there are well they didn't murder I like him the, i like they... the common theme they buried him alive. They, they burned his eyes with pennies and buried yeah, him yeah. alive. Yeah. I like that his ghost just keeps hanging out with the penny still in his eyeball slots. Yeah. <laughs> like the melted copper. But, so, this this guy, though, I don't understand what he was, what, what his purpose was in this book. Again, maybe it's just jumping in this late, but I feel like he was just there for a second and he wasn't anything. There were so many fucking characters in this book. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we... We probably needed a better starting on point for yeah, a for lot sure. of this. I had no idea who these people were. They're just people coming in and out constantly. I mean, the only one that really mattered, I think, is Hellboy. Everyone else is irrelevant. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Except Abe. Yeah, true. Abe doesn't even make an appearance in this book. He's just in it for like two pages at the end of the epilogue. Yeah, unfortunately. I was hoping to see that guy more because that's the only one I remembered from the movie. <laughs> Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor, I remember him. Yeah. 
I, you know, I don't know what his character's name was. I don't, I don't remember like a single second of those Hellboy movies, except for Ron Perlman insists on using matches to light a cigar because it tastes better if you use a match than a fucking lighter. Let's see. Oh, the other thing I thought was strange was uh, they gave this troll guard a note, and he pulls out reading glasses to read it. I thought it was interesting that the troll needed reading glasses. I mean, yeah, you don't have the best eyesight when you spend your whole life living in, like, under bridges and... Yeah, I suppose that's true. Out of caves and shit, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then the, the, last thing, the last thing I had here was I, I really want Hellboy's superpower of making cats follow him. So in the very yeah. beginning... <laughs> yeah, just... that was it, the cat army. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he's just got an army, a parade of cats just hanging out with him as he's oh, around, going out for a smoke. I would love that. I, I, I want I want all the cats to follow me when I'm outside walking. That was the best superpower. I mean, I, I know he's like, what, he's super strong or whatever, but no, the cat thing, man. I want the cat thing. Does he like cats? Is that like a character trait? Is he a cat person? I don't know. I, this is the first Hellboy I've ever read, so okay. I have no clue. Was Ron Perlman into cats in that movie? I, I Dude, I haven't <laughs> seen those movies in forever. Yeah. No, maybe he was. All right. Anyway, I guess I guess that's all I have with this one. Like this one, I don't have much about the story because I didn't really know what was going on. I just wrote about characters and there shit. There's a little girl who randomly like there's a little <laughs> yeah. girl who randomly showed up and saved him, <laughs> and then uh, the Deathless shoots her with an arrow and kills her, and that makes Hellboy lose his shit, and he like immediately beats the Deathless practically to death, and then she like throws this. It was like a hair beret mm-hmm. that uh, somehow made a giant's like living tree grow. Yeah, and that like got the deathless trapped in it, and he almost died from it. And that's when uh, Yabba Gabba started making out with the goat, right? To like super <laughs> yeah. strength him up. Yeah, it was it was awesome. But did, weird. Did you say Yabba Gabba? <laughs> Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. <laughs> yeah, I, I said it. The, I said it the other way around. Yep, I did. Yoga Boga. Uga Booga. Yabba dabba. Yabba dabba. Oh, wait. (laughs) I don't don't know why I left that one on there, but that's still on my soundboard. (laughs) Because why not? Yeah. So, do you have anything else about Hellboy? Um, I I really did like the artwork in it. We didn't really touch on that at all, but I, I liked the artwork a lot. And I don't know if you noticed this, but... It was illustrated by a certain gentleman by the name of Dave fucking Stewart. What? <laughs> oh my god, amazing me. Yeah, I'm the greatest ever to do anything in life. Fuck you. <laughs> Baseball. Good. Arrhythmics. Illustrating this shit. Church. What? Wow, look at you. That's pretty good. <laughs> I know. Dude, I'm so accomplished and stuff. Yeah. Good job. Very good job. I think You're welcome. You're fucking welcome. Speaking of the art though, I felt like um I felt like Hellboy's shoulders looked rounded a lot of the time. I thought, I think he should have a more broad shoulder. So maybe next time you can uh, fix that. Well, at parts of this, because, at parts of this, because it, so I don't know what the fuck happened in the volume before this, but some kind of giant battle where he loses his key gun and like he's just been uh, sulking away in England. All right. And kind of like, battling depression and shit but yeah parts of this it looked like he had been like out of shape and like gotten fat and like 
Uh-huh. I don't know if that was like intentional to go along with because of his long layoff or what, but it did kind of look like he was like getting winded super easily and early on during the fights and stuff. So I don't know if that was intentionally to tie it in to like his, his time off or what, but I did notice that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it could be could be that. Maybe he's sulking. So speaking of artwork, actually, that would bring us into our reviews. So there's only like there wasn't that many reviews for this book for some reason, but the lowest the lowest review is uh three stars. So the, I guess people like this book or holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's only uh so I just pulled one of them there, and it says three stars, close but no original Hellboy. As others have mentioned before, the story is quite thrilling. But the artwork is not by Mike Mignola. The novel has been drawn by some artist called Figretto. The style comes close to Mignola's style, but it's definitely not as good as his. So be aware that you will buy a book which says Hellboy by Mike Mignola on the cover, but offers something completely different inside. So who's who's this? Figretto guy. I thought you said Dave Stewart was the artist. The artist? Uh, this is, is, uh, the illustrator, illustrator is named Dave Stewart. Okay. The guy who colored everything. Okay, gotcha. So, that was the lowest review, so I guess people really liked this book. Like, that one wasn't even that funny. So, I don't know. Alright, well. Yep, okay. I'm cool. Yeah, that's all. That's all That's all there was. So, that one. I guess sometimes these reviews will fall a little flat. Yeah, so sometimes not everything we read is shit or gets shitty reviews. So, but I prefer it's I, on the internet. We can't. Yeah, we can't control it. Yeah, that was fine. Usually, people shit on yeah. things, which I which I appreciate. Yeah, I'm shocked we couldn't find something shitty to, about. I know. This, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, there's definitely got to be something shitty about this. Like, what the fuck is going on in this book? Who are all these? Yeah, no, normally even the greatest thing you'll find has got a ton of shit reviews attached to it. So that's kind of weird. Maybe this is like a special edition or something. I don't know. Maybe it's a like reprint or a reissue yeah. or something. Or or at least uh at least a review about like oh the the shirt they sent was the wrong size or something like that. Like someone made a mistake. But no, nothing. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> like I I thought I was reading a Rachel Ray cookbook, yeah. but I accidentally read this one. Fuck you for Beware, this me is being an idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not a not a novel, so this is for babies. Something like that. Nothing though. Yeah, disappointing. But speaking of speaking of reviews, yeah, speaking of reviews, uh, let's review and cookbooks. Let's review Titans. <laughs> right. Oh, speaking of Fuck speaking yeah. of cooking, Starfire cooks people in Titans. Fucking metal. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck yeah yeah she does this titans show that came out on that dc uh streaming service is a totally dc universe yeah dc universe you yeah i recommend pirating every episode because it's fucking great by which he means subscribe to their service so you can stream this there like we both wink wink did wink 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 you can find their streaming service at thepiratebay.org <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one they've been uh tweeting out everywhere, yeah, I think, the, right? Yeah, the, it's, you can find the yeah. link on their Twitter. <laughs> but Yeah, okay. <laughs> dude, this that show is fucking awesome. It is violent as fuck. It is it is like over the top violent. 
it's awesome. You, I recommend it fully. What 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 do you think about it? Yeah, it absolutely is the most violent uh, made for streaming TV comic <laughs> book based thing I think I've seen in forever. Oh yeah, like it is fucking brutal. It is so awesome. Yeah, and oh my god, there's so much swearing. Finally, suck so so much f bombs. Terrific. You you know how to win me over. Here's a quote from Robin. Fuck Batman. <laughs> fuck Batman? That was awesome. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, fuck Batman. Yeah. You you know how easy it is to win me over. Just throw in a couple like F bombs and, and call someone a cunt every now and again yeah. and I'm I'm on board. It was good. It was really good. I was gonna say, so we're three episodes in and the only thing the only like kinda nitpicky thing is they have done a, a piss poor job CGI? of like building up Beast Boy. Oh, okay. Uh, well, well yeah. It's okay. But, uh, and the character who's 100 percent CGI, yeah. one of the. <laughs> he, he, there was also a but problem with that character. He has he has a a small scene in the first episode, yeah, as like a a tiger stealing video, and games. then he comes back as as a human being in a season or episode three for a couple minutes, and that's that's it. There's no like character buildup whatsoever of him. So I assume at some point later on he'll he'll start to get some kind of attention paid to him and like. A little bit of a backstory, but man, so far they haven't done dick with him. Yeah, and he's one of the four core members of this television show's team. Like they've spent more time building up Hawk and Dove, who are one-off special appearance characters. Yeah, than they have on him. That's that's true. Yeah, it is weird. I figured by this point, Beast Boy would start following him around when he meets the Raven in the roller rink. I thought he was going to like follow him around somehow and start traveling with it, but he just stayed at the roller rink so yeah he hasn't done shit That's what, yeah i was thinking i was thinking he was gonna be like a, yeah. in a, like a mouse form or something or a fly or, and show That's, up and like yeah. free her from the uh church dungeon or something that's what i was expecting the entire time but no it, it must be the cgi thing because like the cgi does kind of look like shit in this show like so yeah, so yeah they, it's not they great. showed him transforming from the tiger to back to a human and like they did like a close-up so you can see like the body parts morphing like the tiger hand turns into a human hand and shit what they should have did because this took place in a forest just make him walk behind a tree as a tiger and then make him walk out the other side as a human and i think it would have been better that way especially for the first time you're showing it like yeah just do that give us a little mystery or whatever but no they just showed him like morphing Mm -hmm. awkwardly it was shitty cgi the face, the mouth part, that oh, reminded yeah. me so much of uh, an American Werewolf in London, the <laughs> the '90s remake with Tom Everett Scott. Yeah, yeah. From uh, that thing you do, like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. It just looks awkward. Aside from the CGI and lack of Beast Boy, it's been very good. I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, what's what's the dude's name from Blue Mountain State? Hawk. Dad Castle? Oh, Alan Richardson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so this is very interesting, too, because on uh, Smallville, like, their first attempt at, like, making a, a TV series about a DC character, yeah. he actually played Aquaman on that. Right. And so when they were announcing they were making an Aquaman movie, I was, like, so hoping that he would get cast in that part, because he's still ripped beyond all fucking belief, like, terrifyingly so. He's still a giant, tall, super handsome, model-looking blonde dude. I mean, that's an ideal Aquaman right there. Yeah, but uh, eh, they went Jason Momoa instead. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So he plays Hawk. He's still fucking awesome. Yes, <laughs> still that castle. Except, except, except it's so different hearing him like talk as Hawk 
as opposed to Thad Castle, who always does like the high pitched like curly squeals when he gets excited about stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> like none of that. This dude's voice is so so, so deep. deep. Yeah, it was good. I also like his storyline where he's like trying to get that uh, drug or uh, gun smuggler who who's obsessed with trying to cut his dick off. Because like when we first meet him, he's yeah. like tied up and he's like pulls out these shears. He's like, I'm gonna pull his pants down and the like the the people with him are just like kind of looking around like what the fuck you're gonna like cut his like they looked like they didn't approve they looked like it wasn't a normal thing that happens for them so it seems like he really wants yeah i I like i like that his henchmen don't even know his like go-to move yeah they're they're (laughs) like huh what (laughs) so he's obsessed with like just hawk's dick apparently but who can blame him yeah i agree because he comes back later with the same shears he's like where were we? We're going to do that. And then Robin stabs him, takes the shears and stabs him in the dick with it. Robin is fucking so violent in this. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it is such a crazy departure from uh, Robin. It's so good. And it's, it's, it's even weirder because like they've revealed that Jason Todd does make an appearance at some point in time in this first season. Uh-huh. And of all the Robins who have ever had like violent like outbursts and like crazy streaks, he's the only one who actually goes like full-blown like legit stabbing people in the dick type of violent. So it's weird that they're doing it to Dick Grayson and not just making Jason Todd be the one to do it, but it's fucking awesome. I, I love this version of Robin. Yeah, I do too. He's like dragging this dude's face against a brick wall, leaving like a smear of blood. Oh my God. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> the the <laughs> one guy, nuts. the very first episode, there's the uh, guy in the, with the uh, bag of guns uh-huh. and he's trying to drive away in a car and he just elbows the uh, glass of the door oh, yeah. of the glass windshield and he drags his face against the glass shards. <laughs> oh my oh, fucking Jesus God. Christ. That was so gross. So fucking gross, but so badass. Yeah, it's awesome. The the show is just ultra fucking violent. It's it's great. I like it a lot. Definitely recommend pirating it. <laughs> you mean twelve ninety nine a month at dcuniverse.com. Twelve. I I don't know. I think that's the price. I don't know. Okay. Dude, is that is that know. more expensive than Netflix? Yeah, but it's it's infinitely better than Netflix. Uh, yeah. You can see all the shitty yeah. DC movies no, anytime you want. Fuck you. If if you if you want, no, no, fuck, fuck the shows and that. Just the comic books alone are worth way, way more than twelve bucks a month, man. Like if you were to actually go out and purchase comic books as opposed to just buying them every month, like we do. Yeah. Like, dude, it's I mean, gonna be like fifteen bucks them. a single collected volume. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're gonna buy them, right? You're gonna blow way more money. So That's this way, true. you can at least stream them all for free whenever you want. That alone, I think, makes it worth it to me. They have like some kind of special tie-in feature where if you're watching an episode of like Justice League about a specific character who maybe pops up and you want to read more about that character's like key story arcs and stuff, you could like somehow it interacts where you could pop it up and it'll immediately link you to like all his main uh, storylines in the comics and stuff. So that, that seems super cool to me. I just, until they actually have way, way, way better, way more shows available on that, I don't think I would pay for it. Like, I'm waiting for Young Justice Season 3, which is the next original show they're going to release, I think, very beginning of next year. Oh, okay. So probably after Titans finishes. Yeah, I don't know. It seems a little too... I think the whole streaming thing seems a little too ambitious for DC to do. I mean, if with Disney doing it, it makes sense. But with DC, I feel like it's a little too big for their, for their britches. Like, I don't know how they're going to make it worthwhile to keep paying for it. Yeah. You said it can read the comics for you, right? Like, that, that's, that's a good thing. 
They do like some sort of thing like that. I don't know if it reads them to you, no. but it like it'll pull up shit from comic book one and like link it to another storyline or another okay. character arc in another comic book or a TV show that they have on the service. It's convenient. Yeah, but it's it's cool. I don't know if it's worth that much money. The one big selling point DC has is their animated movies. Mm-hmm. Like Marvel doesn't Marvel is not even in the same league as far as like animation and animated movies and shows go. Yeah. Like they they're killing them in the live action, but right. Those aren't all available on the service, I don't know. But at least that animated movies are. So that alone would make it worth to check out for a month if you've never seen them all. Yeah, that's true. But maybe it's not for me. All right. Anyway, I do like that show a lot, though. That's that's a great show. Check it out. It's totally worth it. It's violent. They say lots of bad words. It's good. Check it out. Speaking of Marvel, or wait, yeah, speaking of Netflix streaming service movies with Marvel shit, DJ. Yeah, there we go. Seamless. Yep. Uh, you said you had checked out a little bit more of Daredevil? Yeah, I'm a, by next episode, I'll be probably caught up with it. But I did watch uh, episode four last night, and uh, I'm I'm way back into it now. Like he, he Matt Murdock kind of has the shit a little more together. I think he's you know because he kind of lost his powers at the beginning, but they're back now. And he like went into the prison where Fisk was to ask the Albanians why they attacked him or whatever. And then there was this awesome like really long fight scene where he's going through the prison like fighting everybody. You know, kind of reminded me of that old boy scene where he's like going through the hallway yeah yeah, yeah. it was it was really well the, done the, the one the one per marvel show yeah, yeah yeah i i but that one i was like oh shoot like because fisk is like watching him through the cameras so it's like finally revealed that fisk is indeed in control of everything going on around him where it was a little unclear before because he looked like he was complying with the police but it was all like organized so yeah it's it's really good i'm i'm way fucking back into it now so i'm gonna definitely finish it by all next right. episode Alright, so next episode we'll actually have to talk about I think it because so. Bullseye Bullseye's part in this is fucking amazing. Oh shit, so Bullseye's in it. Fuck we'll yeah. Talk about that. So when when you when you get there, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay, nice. Because I, I finished I finished it a couple hours before we started recording today. Like I've watched it for the past two days straight. So yeah, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I've I, I think the season is uh really good here so far. Um, especially that last episode I saw, I'm, I'm totally back in with you saying it was, uh, that it's awesome. I'm excited to finish it now. Then one other Marvel thing I saw, yes, uh, a couple of days ago was I finally saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Did you see that one yet? I did. Yeah. I saw that in theaters. What'd you think? That was pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all right. I guess I, I mean, after the infinity war thing, I guess the stakes seemed a little low. And I didn't like that it takes place before that thing. I thought we were going to see more effects of like having half the people disappear, but instead it's just like at the end they kind of, you know, show it real quick. Like, oh, now that's when it happened. That was the one part. Yeah, I really liked how they actually actually explained like where they all were during that. I didn't realize it was supposed to be before Infinity War happened. So I'm glad they at least in the ending credits like show like, oh yeah, by the way, they're all dead now and he's trapped. Yeah. I can't remember what I didn't like about it. There was something I didn't like, and now I don't remember. Oh, wait. Actually, I think we've talked about it before when you... First of all, didn't you say you like wanted more of uh, Walton Gogan's character in there? He was like the bad guy, the guy from uh, uh, Justified, Wood Crowder's character. That's it. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, okay. 
I liked him a lot yeah, better. So we did talk about that's that. that's right. We did talk about this. I I did want him to be a bigger character in it and sort of yeah. There's too many bad guys, and they should have just focused on him mostly. But yeah, because he was way better than the other bad guys. Okay, that's what it was. They yeah. never revealed who his boss was. No, they didn't. Like he, he said he worked for someone. Yeah, but they never revealed who that was. I'm curious about that though. Yeah, I wonder. Walt Wilson Fisk. Oh yeah, maybe Wilson Fisk from prison. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Anyway, I think I'm ready to wrap things up here. Do you got anything else? I started playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey today. Oh, really? Like 10 minutes before we started recording. Yeah. How is it? So it starts out with like a shitty version of the movie 300. Oh, of course. And yeah, I think the main character in it is a female assassin, though, for the first time, which that could be cool. I mean, I haven't gotten I haven't gotten far enough to actually know. I heard you can choose between male and female. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can do either one you want. All right. Yeah, okay. you have to let us know. The other game, though, obviously, is Red Dead Redemption. Uh, I'm gonna buy that this week as well, and I'll have more to say. I, about I it saw next how week. much space is required for that. Oh, <laughs> and I yeah. was like, oh, it's big. Yeah, I'm not gonna delete my entire library yeah. just to fit this fucking thing. It's, never mind. No, man, I, it looks worth it. I, I watched a couple of review videos, and like every clip they're showing, I'm like whoa holy shit i'm like that looks awesome it, it looks fucking great man well you'll have to let us know i'll, about I'll let that you one, know man. this week i'll get it sometime yeah next week so speaking of next week fuck yeah, yeah. what giraffe ember <laughs> okay giraffe <laughs> that, that is absolutely where i thought you were going with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean, it's not really a theme for Giraffe Vember, but this is Giraffes Have Black Tongues, and uh, we're in November, so it's Giraffe Vember. What, what do you got for next week? I was going to pick that Guar comic book, or Gasmageddon. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, let's, let's read some Guar. You want to read some Guar? All right, sounds good. Fuck yeah. I, I like some Guar. Oh, if you want to do a metal theme, I'll, I'll bring in a metal book. Do you want to? You want to do Iron Maiden Legacy of the Beast for mine? Um, I mean, if you want to do that for yours, we'll do it for yours. Yeah, let's do that. Don't ask me what I want you to pick. <laughs> that defeats the purpose. If we want to do. Let's do a metal theme then. Yeah, because uh, I got I got I was gonna pick uh, Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man's latest volume or whatever. But we can do that another time. Let's. If, you, if you're doing Guar, I'll do the Iron Maiden. So we mentioned them before. So I'll do Iron Maiden, Legacy of the Beast. You'll do... Gwar. Orgasmageddon. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Next week will be Giraffes Have Black Metal. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's a good one. Can't wait for that sound bite. Uh, yeah, I got to make one. I got I to gotta practice my <laughs> black metal voice, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get a clip of Jamie Josta saying Gwar and Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, Jamie, Jamie Josta has some hilarious drops of, uh, so he's like, now it's time for some additional thoughts about this topic. <laughs> then he just plays this drop with like him, like, you know, just like the guitar riff. And he's like, additional thoughts, additional thoughts, you bitch. And like shit like this, <laughs> he just throws in like, like a bitch or a bastard and all of his things. Oh it's fucking good. Oh my God. Uh, I'll, I'll bring some of that. That's awesome. I, I like that Jamie Josta show. It's fucking ridiculous, but I, I enjoy it a lot. 
I listened to one with D Snyder. <laughs> D Snyder's pretty awesome too. He's 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 charismatic. He's he's very likable when he's talking. Yeah. So there used to be this old IFC based um, uh, rock and roll show called Z Rock, which was about this struggling like rock band of two brothers and their friend. Uh-huh. And uh, as their day job, they would play like little kids' birthday parties and be like this uh, kid friendly like rock band. And at night, they were a metal band that played in this concert venue. And Dee Snyder would always make occasional appearances, and he was just like the coolest like guest star on there. Because it was all of these like New York based like uh, stand up comedians and rock musicians. Yeah. But Dee Snyder was always one of the better guest stars. Yeah, Dee Snyder's awesome. All right. So, anyway, join us next week for Giraffes Have Black Metal, for Iron Maiden Legacy of the Beast, and Guar Orgasmageddon. I, you can follow me at D Lewandowski. I am on the internet at Dstu the God. Uh, thank you, Daniel Burbank, for the intro. You can follow him on SoundCloud.com slash Daniel Burbank. You can follow the show at Giraffes HPT Pod on Twitter and Facebook. And you can go to our Patreon and give us all your money so we can continue our D&D episodes at Patreon.com forward slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. Maybe? Was that yeah, right? you're right. Did I get you're, it right? You're right. Fuck you. Yes. Ah, finally. There we go. Ah. Finally got it. Seamless. Very seamless. Well, they'll all be linked at the bottom, ah. so you don't have to rely on me. Leave five star reviews and rate us and subscribe to us and share us with all your friends and uh, enemies, please. Yeah, spam them. Fuck yeah. Make them hate you because you're promoting us so much. That's right. All right. All right. Bye. 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 shit hey what happened on the walking dead this past week give us your review again oh yeah rick died uh (laughs) awesome